Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Justin Rayleigh back here with The Closer, and it's a video pod for those of you that are on YouTube. I've got Matt and Will with me. Guys, what's going on? What's going on, Justin? For all of you that are... Yes, excited. This is going to be interesting for sure. For those of you not on YouTube, you're getting the normal podcast. You're just going to hear it a little differently because we're talking to one another actually face to camera. Is it still a podcast if it's a video? Or is this a video show now? It could work as both because it goes both ways. We've got a video pod. We've got an audio pod. You're getting the best of both worlds. Justin, it's nice to see you with a Braves shirt on. I wouldn't have expected anything less. I literally, I almost put on the Acuna jersey. Damn, I would have liked that a lot more. So, but I just decided to go subtle with the Brave shirt first, work our way up. You not freak people out with your yeah, intense Go all Jared Carabas on them. <laughs> it's a so, pretty sweet mic you got there, Justin, too. Appreciate like that. A little bit of money there, so I don't all sound right, like talk, complete let's butter. Business. Let's get into it. Let's talk some baseball here. Kyler Murray, I guess we can start off with a little bit of that. Expected to go into the NFL draft. What do y'all think? Not about only that, that but he could go number one. No, no chance. Because it's here. <laughs> uh, We're going different sports, but no chance. I know. I'm just saying because Cliff Kingsbury, Cardinals GM or uh, head coach, well, that'd be, now, they'd just be stupid. He said that he said that he would draft Kyle Murray as number one. But I'm just saying, like, regardless, if Kyle Murray was to enter the NFL draft, he could make a pretty penny with, uh, like, isn't there bonuses for? Top draft didn't he just say, like, dummy didn't say he would pick him number one. No, he said he would draft him first overall. That would be so but, stupid. He's got Josh uh, Rosen. I don't yeah. know. That'd Josh be, Rosen that'd be, sucked. That would be really dumb. But I guess a new regime. But, yeah, I think he has a better future, like long-term future in baseball because I don't believe in Kyler Murray as a quarterback. And that's different. Even though it's a baseball podcast, it matters because we're talking it about both this So, but I will – I have a um, – kind of a unique angle on this i feel like because i grew up watching pat Connaughton, the two sport nd star and he was always a better baseball player like going in everyone thought he was going to be actually like a good mlb pitcher and he followed his dream he always wanted to be a basketball player he liked basketball more and i feel like that's the same with kyler murray you can't hate on him for following his dream like he just played on the biggest stage before you can play in professional sports why would he go and play minor league baseball? It'd be like now Tim Tebow like plays minor league baseball and people, even though he's such a big story, people forget about him. So I don't know. I think Kyler Murray could get hurt and not make as much money or something. But at least if Matt's saying he's going number one overall, he's probably at least – I'm not like, saying he will. I'm he's, saying he's, he's still at least like a high draft pick and top makes money. Pick, yeah. So I, I, I don't know, a top five guaranteed. But like he, he's going to be one of the top – a lot of people are saying after Dwayne Haskins or Ohio State, he's up there. So he's got to at least think about it, especially since, like, because of the high-profile guy he is, I think he likes football more. And also, I think baseball, it's such a grind to make it to the major leagues. Yeah, I mean, you never you, know. And it's such a crapshoot. Even, like, when you're, you're drafted high in the first round, there's no guarantee um, that you're going to turn out to be a great baseball player. Um, so he's got to start with – single A and then go up to double A, triple or triple A if he has to, and then kind of make his way onto the big league roster. Whereas football, if he's drafted in a top 10 position on a team that like needs a quarterback and could eventually get the starting position in the first season that he plays. So, I mean, yeah, there's obviously more risk, um, but who's to say that he can't fall back on baseball if his football career doesn't work, you know? Well, 
So I think it just sucks for the Athletics. That's for sure. It definitely that, sucks for the A's because they just wasted a draft pick. Yep, ninth overall. But they will get a uh, a compensor a compensation pick in the comp- or in the round next year. And he they'll probably like the Braves didn't sign Carter Stewart their ninth pick or eighth pick last year, so they got the ninth pick in this year's MLB draft. They'll get a pick for him, but it still kind of sucks. Um, my opinion, I I think he should play baseball. Just how I feel, that's a lot of guaranteed money in the MLB. Just getting drafted, he gets guaranteed money. Now he's got to forfeit over his signing bonus. Um, I think that he's got to he's got to send the money back. Yeah, like, yeah, they already. Bonus. Yeah. Now he has to basically write a check back to the athletics. I believe. Which kind of stinks. How much was it? It was a. It was a pretty hefty. I just want to say it was. Let's see, Kyle. Let me find that out. Like a hundred thousand or something. It was way more than that. Hundreds of thousands. Uh, it was more than that. But he's he's going into it now, and he's such a high profile guy that whatever he picks, it's not like he. He's pretty good at both of them. So whichever he's picks, he's got to stick with, especially the NFL. You can't go from baseball to the NFL. And if you come back and and you go into the NFL as a first-round pick, they're going to expect you to be there for the, the time being. So he's got to pick one or the other, and he's picking it for the foreseeable future. His signing bonus was $4.6 million. Jesus. That he's got to give back. It's um, like make- he, all he has to do – is play one game, and he gets that money. If he goes to the NFL, let's say he gets drafted, he signs, he plays his first game in uh, preseason, tears his leg up, can't play ever again, he gets no money. Yeah. I just think, I mean, obviously it's not all about the money, and it, it may be what he loves best, and that's cool. That's perfectly cool. I'm just saying he is throwing away a lot of money, guaranteed money. Yeah. And and I think that obviously, like Matt said, it's a it's a long way up to the big leagues. I mean, not just single A, triple A, or single A, double A, triple A. It's instructional league, rookie ball, high A, or low A, high A. One game is that one game in the big leagues or one game period? Uh, once he steps foot in the A's organization spring training, he's fine. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure his contract has that somewhere written out. Well, what he has to do, but uh, for the most part, once you step foot on that field, you're good. But I know this about, is not like a crazy take either way, but I think whatever he decides, you can understand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I just think like it's it's a long road to the majors, but I was saying he is going to have an easier road to the big leagues than most because he's a center fielder, he's an outfielder, he can fly. He's fun to watch in the outfield. All too. he's got to do is hit two fifty. And they'll bring him up to the big leagues at some point within the next few years. And he's marketable too. He's the yeah. Heisman Trophy winner. Just because he can, he can run a little bit. That's super good to have on the big league level. I mean, look at uh, Billy Hamilton. He can't hit the broadside of a barn, <laughs> but he can run. So he's in the big leagues. Dude, and Byron uh, Byron Buxton. Yeah, same, same dude, he's even worse. There's a lot of those speedy defensive um, outfielders that kind of suck at hitting, but just make their way to the big leagues through their yeah. defense. Exactly. And call me crazy, but he is uh, like almost as fast as those guys too. Especially Billy Hamilton. He's if he ran a forty, what do you think he'd run? He's gonna run because of the pros. What? I don't know. I, I really don't. I'm sure he's. I mean, I've seen the, like, the dude can run. Probably like a four three. That's how fast this dude say, is. I'd say yeah. four, four. Without football pads, without yeah. anything like that. 
So. Yeah. All right. Well, there's our Kyler Murray take. Let's move on to a couple of signings here. Um, let's go. Let's start off. The Phillies signed David Robertson, two years, twenty-three mil. Um, pretty good chunk of change, but that's a uh, pretty solid reliever to have out the back of their bullpen. They could kind of bring him in. I mean, he is a closer type, but he doesn't have to be used as a closer. They could bring him in whenever he wants or whenever they need him. Yeah, I like it. I like the I like the deal for the Phillies. Um, kind of sucks. I was kind of hoping the Red Sox were going to sign David Robertson. I mean, that's like kind of a perfect deal, like two years for like a closer that's kind of up there in age. Like you don't you're not committed to him long term, like yeah. Craig Kimber would have wanted. Um, but yeah, no, he's a elite closer. He has, I think like the most saves over the past, like four years or something like that. So he's, he's pretty nasty. And for a team that's trying to contend and win the Super Bowl, or Super Bowl. Not the Super Bowl. I'm in, I'm in football mode, win the world series, um, in the next like two years, I think that's a, a pretty key addition. Yeah. With the way uh, you talk about the Phillies, you probably think they could win the yeah, Super Bowl. <laughs> what? With next the way. Series. Uh, free agency is not over yet. There's always uh, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. You know, but yeah. uh, Justin, we talked about this uh, last podcast we did about how if the Phillies can't get one of those two guys, they might as well. Like this is a smart move. Um, it's low risk, really, and you know he's going to be at least like a good reliever. He's not going to be like I don't think he's like the best closer in the game, but he's up there for sure. Yeah. And um, I just I guess to echo what Matt said, I uh, also wish the Red Sox had got him. He would have been a nice. And he's, he's better than Craig Kimbrell's been. Like every time Craig Kimbrell goes to the mound, I know that's a separate uh, topic, but he just he scares me, man. And <laughs> David Ryan, he does. There was one point in the ALCS where I was saying, get him out of the game, get him out. So I, I think it's a smart move, savvy move. All right, I, I like it. I mean, that's it's uh, like you said, it's low risk, um, but he's a he's a guy that can bring in whenever they want to. So I like it a lot. I want to see if he will work as a closer though that's a possibility i also have a uh we can we can go ahead actually no, we'll, we'll get back to it i have a wild prediction to throw in about the phillies and uh but we'll get to that so the next thing we'll go zach Britton, three years 39 million to the yankees that was last week um listen to this contract i actually screenshot this because it was kind of a funky deal he signed um so it's three years, $39 million. He's got a fourth-year option. Uh, after year two, the Yankees can add a fourth year at $14 million, or Britain can opt out and be a free agent. So he's got a chance to make $53 million out of this deal or opt out and see if he can make some more money. Uh, I, don't, I don't love this deal as much. I mean, three years is a lot to give to a guy that's kind of on the downside. Definitely on the downside. So he like the his numbers like last year compared to or like two years ago compared to now, it's just a steady decline. And when he was pitching against like the Red Sox in the playoffs, shit his pants. Yeah, he he sucked. He he just kept choking. So. But I mean, you can't. The Yankees are definitely in. I think they have a good future, but they're trying to win right now too, and they're trying to pace themselves with the Red Sox. The worst thing that could happen to the Yankees is the Red Sox outpace them for a few years and possibly win another World Series. The Red, then the Red Sox have real recency. All the Yankees really have is, oh, we won 27 championships all those years ago. I think the Yankees, I wouldn't say it's a panic move, but the Yankees are really trying to win right now, 
So I don't really see it as that bad of a move. I think it, it's similar to Robertson. And um, like you said, Justin, Robertson hasn't really proven himself as a closer. I think he'll be one of the better closers just like based on his relief history. But I think Britain has proven himself to be an elite closer, and I think he's still going to be really good. I think this is just emblematic of the Yankees trying to win right now, though. Yeah, I uh, heard something today. I listen to the Barstool podcast, Thirty Nine, and they're talking about Zach Britton before last year. Yeah, before last year, the percentage of his fastballs over ninety-five miles an hour was ninety-seven percent. So ninety-seven percent of his fastballs were over ninety-five miles an hour. Last year, that dropped down to forty-four percent. Yeah, that's I well. Mean, I mean, is like he a, a it's like a two-seam fastball guy, right? Isn't he? Isn't that his? Sinker, fastball, sinker, Sink, two-seam. Is sinker his, his uh, go-to strikeout pitch? I think so. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you don't have a high fastball, it's it's hard to, like, if, if you've relied on a really fast fastball for so many years. The Yankees have a ton of cap, though, too. Or not cap, I guess. They just have money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So it, I don't like to see a one-year, two-year two deal, maybe. But screw the Yankees for all I care. Yeah. So, moving right along, Kelvin Herrera, two-year, $26 million with the White Sox. Right, White Sox win now mode. Yeah. It's another team. They're into like that. the White Sox. They get Machado. They suddenly, another guy I've been saying for a while now, you pair him with Eloy Jimenez, who I feel like should have gotten called up last year, especially I can understand the, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays not wanting to start Vlad Guerrero because there's so much hype about him. But Eloy Jimenez, they were out of it. They should have just called him up, let him play. And I think if Yon Moncada can turn it around too, uh, you start to see a team that could win a division that we've talked about all offseason that's not really that good. Pretty wide open. So like, I like that move too. Uh, low risk. I don't completely trust the guy, but uh, good reliever. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be moving into the closer role. He's a pretty good reliever, pretty good closer. I think it's going to work good for him, but they are definitely throwing around some money trying to win now. Which brings me to John Jay signing with the White Sox for one year, $4 million. You're probably thinking, what the heck does this deal matter? John Jay, Yonder Alonso, and Manny Machado all work out together every offseason in Miami. Which further proves my point that Manny Machado is going to sign with the White Sox. My point too, Justin. Give me some credit here. Yes, me and Matt had this. Will was like, oh, no, he's not signing there. <laughs> We're going to be right. It seemed like a low-profile move, you know. The White Sox are trying yeah. to win now, enticing Manny Machado to come to Chicago. For all we know, Manny Machado's freaking wife is going to sign a deal with the White Sox. Here, coming soon. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just don't like Manny Machado. It's like it, the White Sox, too, are a back-pages team. Of, uh, like, they just they're not going to get – coverage in the Tribune and the Chicago media like I I don't know when I went to the Chicago White Sox stadium it felt very like the fans were disinterested sort of they've been pretty irrelevant for the south side like, no, I, was, I went I went in like 2008 they won the World Series yeah. in 2006 that team was so, that team was really good like that was, yeah Jim Tomei and uh AJ Pacinski was a beast on the plate um so Let's see where do we want to go to now. Let's go Yasmani Grandal, one year, eighteen point two five million to the Brewers. A lot of cash, dude. That's a lot of cash. That's more than the <laughs> qualifying offer he would have got. More than the 
where was it? He was also offered a four-year crap. I can't even find it now. He was offered like a $60 million deal with the um, Mets, and he didn't take it. He was god off in the playoffs, too. Yeah, he was. He was really bad. Yeah, he's still, I, he's still I, a pretty I, solid catcher. I mean, he's still swinging no, the bat. He's a, he's a good catcher, but I just remember didn't the playoffs. They, didn't they just sub him out, though? They didn't really let him get that much rhythm. Then He didn't play every game. Yeah, but I, don't, I just remember them talking about in the playoffs how his like upcoming contract, he was going to lose out on some money because of how badly he played defensively and offensively in the playoffs. But I guess teams – I mean, the catcher is a pretty high-demand position. such a good regular season that it was like some, they were just yeah, like yeah, – it, it was just like the recency bias. Like the last thing that that was on your mind about Grendel was his like bad performance in the, in the um, playoffs. But yeah, $18 million, I think it's, uh, it's a good deal because they had no production out of their catcher position last year. So then to go from basically nothing to Yasmani Grandal – I think it's a good move, especially because that division's like getting more and more competitive. Yeah, they gotta they gotta pace themselves for sure. Like if they want to keep winning that division, they're gonna have to make some serious moves, especially in the pitching end. Absolutely, so, I still I think, think they need starting pitching. No chance. Which we'll get to. Actually, let's, we'll get to the give Matt another chance to brag a little bit here. Um, Brian Dozier, one year, nine million with the Nats. Dozier's a guy who had a pretty crappy year last year. But last year was also the first year he'd ever been on the DL. And back in Minnesota, the dude could rake. So it's like interesting to see if he can get back to himself. What do you think? Yeah, he's like two years removed from a 40-homer season. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a pretty good move. I mean, you just have a down year. It's definitely get him for like, a cheap one. It's definitely not like they're risking anything huge here. Yeah, they're, they're exactly. a team. I don't know how good they're gonna be yet. I know how they're gonna play. They're gonna use their bullpen, not their bullpen. Sorry, their starting pitching because they still have a really good starting pitching, especially with Corbin now. Or not Corbin. Sorry, who was, yeah. was it? Corbin. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Corbin. I'm confusing with someone else. But they got Corbin. You know, Scherzer, Strasburg, hopefully healthy. So, um, I think that this is just another bat they can throw in there. Assuming they do lose Bryce Harper, which, uh, they're which gonna need lately has been. Yeah. He might could resign yeah. as much as we're seeing lately. Maybe. So, And if he does resign, that's even that, – that puts the Nationals back in, in relevance in that division. I mean, I thought that they were kind of on the downside because you got like the Braves and the Phillies on the come up. So I thought the Nats were going to take a step back. I think the Nats are ahead of the Phillies. But, yeah, now – I mean, now they got Corbin and now they got <laughs> Dozier. So that has just written the Phillies in as like a nasty team. I'm what just like done? I'm speaking them into existence. You know, I'm just trying it's to like a lot, it's a lot of faith to put in like Abdul and like I was pretty pissed that they signed McCutcheon. I hate JP Crawford. Matt's a big fan of them. Nah, they traded away Crawford. I'm pretty sure, didn't they? No. Yeah, to the Mariners. They got a uh, Gene, oh, right. Gene yeah, Segura. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> hey, he was pretty nasty. He had but, a good year last year. He had a great year last year. Team, but he sucked at the end of the year. I just hate Andrew, I just hate the Andrew McCutcheon signing. I just don't like it. He's too old, washed up. They're just paying the name. So Yeah, I think they paid him too much, but sports, they needed some help defensively, and he's going to give them that. Um, but, yeah, the Brian Dozier thing, dude, if he if he hits 25 homers, they'll be happy. So yeah. that's a good they deal. They don't need much that's with that pitching staff. So Jed Lowry, two-year, $20 million with the Mets. Lowry is a guy who – is consistently a, a really good hitter. I mean, he's not going to hit you a bunch of home runs, but he's going to get on base, 
get you a lot of hits consistently. He's a guy we were trying to get into the All-Star game last year who made an All-Star appearance. So the Mets are making moves. I like this deal personally. Um, I think the Mets are trying to sell tickets so that they can at least stay afloat and not just be terrible. All these like veteran guys who can play, no doubt, but they're not like future moves. I don't, I don't know what kind of a foundation they're building. I don't really get it. Well, we're talking about a GM who was never a GM before. He was an agent. So I think so, well, Lowry's, Lowry's the good guy, like the good deal. Yeah, every year in fantasy baseball, he has like a couple weeks where he like kind of rakes, and I always pick him up. He has like a week, and then I end up dropping him every yeah. single year. The that thing is, 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 yeah, and then I dropped him right after that too. The thing is, the thing that concerned me is he had uh, they picked him up to play shortstop because obviously Cano's going to play second. Jed Lowry hasn't played shortstop. I think he's played uh, once or twice in years. Yeah, up. but he's a utility guy. He can play almost any position. He can do it all. Yeah. We'll see. So, but yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money, though, to, to $10 million a year. Um, Whatever, the Mets are crap, so. Uh, you have 10 million to, they give $10 million to Jay Lowry and $9 million to Brian Dozier? <laughs> it's pretty crazy if you think about that. Yeah, that's, but Dozier, like ceiling, I guess they're thinking. It's like night and day, yeah. Those are just could have been a crappy year last year is my only thought Still. there. Um, let's go. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I forgot to mention this. Troy Tulewiski signing with the Yankees for Major League Minimum. We uh, were talking about that a little a couple of podcasts ago. Too we late, were like, man. out there because Didi's going to be out for a while, right? Yeah, Didi's out. Yeah. So put Tulo in like a, a park with a short porch. Maybe he can get some of those. Like he is the epitome of a guy that was made in Colorado. Yeah, I know, but like, what's the next best thing to Coors Field? It's Yankee Stadium, Yankee Stadium with like a two hundred sure. foot right field. For sure. So, hey, maybe he could he could put some numbers back up there. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I I uh, I don't know, man. I think he's done. I think he's done. I like it. I I like the move. I, I give mean, him another there's chance. No, there's no <laughs> reason not to like it. It's not at risk at all. Yeah. But I'm What's just, the major league minimum? 500K or 550. Yeah, I like the move. Yeah. Why not? And even if he doesn't pan out, they can cut him or trade him. Yeah. So it's not like they're wasting any kind of money. Um, and it's the Yankees, so. Um, rumors. Mad bum to the Brewers. Matt called that a while back. Keep an eye on that. I think it's a great move. I think uh, – like we were saying earlier, the Brewers, if they want to keep up in that division, um, they need to sign a pretty a marquee starter, and Bumgarner is the perfect, perfect candidate for that role. Put him in the in the number one spot on that team, who desperately needs a frontline starter, because right now it's like Julius Chastain or something. Yeah, Chastain, so. uh, Chase but, Anderson. Yeah, yeah. like those, those are good three, four guys. But you get Baumgartner as your one, and then sign him to a couple years after that, after he hits free agency. He's only like 29. Yeah, no. So he can can be a cornerstone of that franchise for the foreseeable future. And then who knows, maybe next offseason sign like another. Do you pay a pitcher or invest in a pitcher over almost 30, though? It's kind of a lot of GMs don't want to do that. And the thing. Of his caliber, I would. 
I think it's definitely the right move for the Giants. They shouldn't have him anymore. They they got to rebuild, and they have a yeah. terrible farm system. So they should take what they should get. They can get, um, well, not take what they could get. They should trade and get assets for him because he's a great player. But they need desperately need to rebuild. My only concern with the Brewers is like, yeah, they want to uh, keep pace, but a lot of small market teams don't invest heavily in pitchers, especially that age, because if it doesn't work, they just blow up their farm system and their next chance to be good again. Yeah. Their window, might, I don't want to say it's closed, but uh, it could depend it, entirely on Bumgarner. If they, yeah, you know, exactly. Like they're If they're investing in him, they're, they have 100% faith in him. So I, think, I mean, that's up to whoever the GM is. If he wants, it's yeah. just, it's you can go either way. I think that he will be traded, but I don't think it'll be to the deadline. I mean, uh, you've got Farhan Zaidi coming from the Dodgers over to manage the front office for the Giants. If his first big move is to trade away their their guy, that's throwing out a uh, pretty bad sign to the fans in the Bay Area who are pretty hardcore fans saying, hey, we're just going to lose. I think yeah, they got to realize eventually you've got to restart this thing. You know, yeah, the Giants. Yeah. I'm thinking they see where they are. System. You got to you got to pick one way. You got to direct your franchise somewhere. You can't just lead them aimlessly and just keep an old guy at the, the center of your organization. They have like literally no pieces of their organization that I'm excited about. Besides I thought Pablo Sandoval was their guy. Yeah, they have literally <laughs> nothing as a franchise that makes me want to watch them. I think I think they'll wait till May, June, July, one of those three months. See where I, they're at. They might, but it's not the right move. You trade them now. If, if my opinion, yep. they should have traded him last year. Mm. But they didn't, yeah, so they kinda, here they we are. wasted a whole year of him. Yeah, wasted. And it was a year his arm pitched me. He had a game. bad year. Yeah. If they Wasn't lost that a bad? lot, I they could have gotten like a mediocre year. They lost a lot. They could have gotten him by waiting so long to trade him. Yeah. I think he would still go for maybe a little bit less. But, like, it's just at this point, you, him at 29 – is way better than him at thirty. Yeah, like you should have got rid of him. Brewers got a couple young young pitchers that they can trade for him. I think there was like two two guys in their um, farm system, and one 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 of the guys is in the bullpen. I think that they uh, have been rumored in the the trade market for Bumgarner. Hey, uh, speaking of bad farm systems, Phillies have a bad farm system. Just had to throw that out there for you, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, right. as long as they sign like AJ Pollock or something. Hey, speaking of AJ Pollock, they signed rumored AJ with the Pollock, Braves today. He'll be a successful offseason. AJ Pollock was rumored to the Braves today, which would be pretty sweet. But I, honestly, this offseason, I don't believe a thing until it has been confirmed. Because it's like uh, somebody will tweet, uh, somebody, AJ Pollock is talking to the Braves today. And then somebody else will tweet, AJ Pollock is not talking to the Braves today. He's talking to this team. So you just. I don't believe it until it's actually happened. That's the Would problem. you want to see the Braves? Do you like him? Yes. The only thing I worry about is he's not very durable. I mean, he's only played over 150 games maybe once in his career, if any. I forgot what I said when I looked that up. I think it was – I don't think he's ever played over 150 games in his career. I think he played the whole almost the whole year last year. One but year. His production, his production from the first half to the second half fell off a lot. But he can play. Like but, I'd, be, I'd be okay. I mean, that's a pretty dirty outfit. Ronald Acuna yeah. Jr., Endurance Arte, and AJ Pollock. I'd be I'd be super happy with that. You know what the problem is for baseball and trusting reporters? 
is in football, when you're looking for football news, who do you look for? Adam Schefter mm-hmm. or, I guess, Ian Rappaport. Basketball, you look at Woj. Like, who do you look for? Like, who do you trust in baseball? Well, baseball, you Ken, have all these. Ken Rosenthal? I, was I like Ken Rosenthal. I don't, you like, trust the guys. He's not, like, a big name. You have all the beat yeah, reporters like, for each team, so you can't, like, everybody's throwing around crap. Basically, yeah, but it's like in football, I'm not trusting maybe. anything until I hear it from Shefty. Like, yeah. basketball, like, I'm immediately searching Woj on Twitter. Like, I, there's nothing for for baseball. Ken Rosenthal's like that guy who wears the bow tie on the side of yeah. the, the games. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one that maybe has got some legitimacy. But here's the thing is no one really knows. That's the problem. Um, another report, the Nationals apparently offered – Way over three hundred million to Bryce Harper within the last two weeks. So, opinions on I that? Do you, have I don't know. you have to. You absolutely have to. And it's not just that Bryce Harper is worth it as a player. Like I was looking at his stats earlier today because I knew it would come up, and he obviously is well documented that he has a roller coaster of a career. Like if we look at his stats here, twenty eighteen, two forty nine, twenty seventeen. 319. It's like the odd years he had bats over 330, but he's a consistent power threat for one. And it's not even just what he's worth as a player, it's what he's worth like to the team, like how much the team is worth, how much the brand is worth. Like Bryce Harper is He a puts people investment. in the seats. He puts people, is worth 300 million. And like what else are you going to spend? That's another thing about this Machado Harper thing. What? Who else are you spending this money on? If you're, if you have the money, these are the best two free agents that you're going to see in, in the long Yeah, time. and you're going to see in five years. This is like LeBron getting in, into free agency in like the decision type thing. It's just baseball is not as relevant as basketball, is, so he's not. Nobody's going to rent out an hour to announce their decision. But this is how big these guys are. Aside from Mike Trout, well, here's the thing. Or Mookie Betts. These are the the guys. Like, if you have the money, you gotta you gotta go all in. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, here's the thing. I agree that the guy. There's never gonna be another situation like this because, well, besides like besides Acuna Jr. and Soto, those guys are we don't even know how they're gonna be. But age wise, yeah. Harper's what twenty six. These are these are the best of the generation. Harper is twenty six. Trout yeah. goes into free agency two years from now. He'll be twenty nine. So he's not going to get the mega deal, like 10-year deal, that Harper could get because he's going to be 29. You're not going to see very often. Probably still win, but that's regardless, regardless of the point. No, I got what you mean. Go, you're, keep going. you're not going to see a guy who's 26 in the prime of his career, maybe not even his actual prime, coming into free agency, a superstar like that. Like the next yeah. one that could happen is Acuna Mike Jr. Trump. or Soto. What about Mike Trout? What we're saying is he, he'll be 29 when he's oh, in free uh-huh. agency. Harper's twenty six. Think about that. Yeah, like that's insane. I would probably a, a separate point. I'd probably still pay Dr- Bryce uh, Mike, Mike Trout, Trout. 10, mil- 10 years. Yeah, because well, yeah, you're paying all so that money, money from like age thirty through thirty five when he's still putting up those numbers. He's just that good, and then but, you just deal with it for the last couple of years. So I mean, it's 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 crazy. Personally, in my own opinion, no human should get paid three hundred million dollars. But that's, even Ron Acuna. Acuna deserves a freaking billion dollars if he has a year like last year. It's, it's a free market, Justin. You know those players are. It, they wouldn't do it if it wasn't profiting them. You know oh, that's what they value them at. I think that I don't know, man. I just it's 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 a once in a lifetime thing. The Nationals need to sign him purely because if they don't, 
less people will be in the stands. They're a totally different team. It's like they become that pitching team. I don't want to say small ball because that's not who Dozier They become is, like kind of the Mets. But they become like a very – yeah, they're going to have to start to win games like 4-2, 3-1. Like, they so become I, a team that relies on pitching. Plus the, the, which, something to consider too is it's like Le, they were talking about this when LeBron was leaving. It's These guys are human too. Like Bryce Harper's got his whole life in D.C. right now. It takes a decent amount. Like it takes a very solid push, especially since he doesn't seem to be enamored by really anybody. It's going to take a solid push for him to just restart his life, pretty much, yeah. and just pivot mid-career. So, I, like, if they can, if it's money that they're that they're quabbling over, they gotta they gotta cough it over. And I think them offering over three hundred million is what you have to do in this situation. This is think about this for a second. If Harper doesn't re-sign with the Nationals. Their big, scary guy in the lineup is Juan Soto. Now, Juan Soto's a great hitter, but he's 21. A yeah. kid is not going to be able to anchor a lineup, or so you say. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's a big kind of yeah. different presence than a Bryce yeah, Harper the, who's been there for seven by the time years. The by the time the Nationals come back to a level where they can compete for a World Series, Scherzer will be too old. Yeah. Um, Strasburg's arm Strasburg, off. Strasburg will have a ton of injuries and mileage on his arm. So then they'll have to, by the time that their batting catches up to their pitching, they're going to have to kind of reshape their whole roster. So yeah, they, they're in kind of a tricky situation. Like their their fran- windows closing pretty what a fast. Franchise, but it could just be a reopen. Right? Like think about it. They still have such a talented roster. If they re-sign yeah. Harper, they pair him with Soto, and yeah, then, then their windows Turner. just as yeah. wide as it's ever been. So yeah, yeah. They're, this is a pretty. I like Rendon too. Like yeah. they're a solid team without him, but he's just like the guy. He's so, got to be there. This is a huge swing for the like the future of the Nationals franchise. Like, are they going to p- become an irrelevant team like the Mets that are stuck in limbo forever? I still don't think they're irrelevant. I think they're better than the Phillies without Harper, but they got like more good players. But yeah, but their trajectory is pretty bad. The Phillies, in a few years, probably. Yeah. Speaking of the Phillies, their Philly stock is going up. <laughs> But the uh, Harper is stop. supposed to meet with the Phillies this weekend. Yeah, the only part about that is Philadelphia is kind of – it sucks as a city. Apparently, he didn't like it. Or not him, uh, Machado. Machado didn't like Philadelphia as a city. Machado's, Machado's a, a punk. <laughs> yeah. I hate Machado. But even Machado like doesn't like a punk city like Philadelphia. Machado know, is kinda... the epitome of what a Yankee is. Yeah. Or a Dodger. It's just, yeah, I think – it's just Sorry, not, not sorry to all you Yankee and Dodger fans listening if you're listening. It's just not a good sign that a free agent is turned away from a team because he doesn't like the city. I mean, so it's, that's, it's, it's that's, more than just playing for a team. You're in, you're living yeah, in a city. Exactly. It's recruiting. You so, gotta, I mean, come to Atlanta. Not you, Machado. You can stay far away from Atlanta. Harper, come to Atlanta. It's a great place. Great place. SunTrust Park is beautiful. Have you been to Atlanta? Plenty of times. SunTrust is amazing. It is awesome. Well, that's about all I got for the show tonight. Do y'all have anything else before we wrap it up? Anything? Quick thoughts? Final thoughts? No. Let's do the uh, the rapid fire segment next week. High heat next week for Go sure. People. High heat. High heat. What we'll get some that? ready. Matt, I don't think you'd know about that because you haven't been here. Yeah, no, we did. I did uh, the first time that we did that, yeah, you that did. segment. All right. What do you think of the name? High heat. I like it. It goes along with the uh, the logo. It does. 
You like that? You get, you get insurance coming out anytime soon? Decals are in the process. Decals? Decals yeah. are in the process. Shirts I'm still working on. I got to figure out. It's gonna I be saw I saw that the logo, it said uh, the closer with Justin Raley. I've got a couple I, logos I, in the works. Kind of selfish there, Justin. Not not putting us on the shirts at all. <laughs> I'm working put us on like, it. Put us at least in like fine print on the back or something. I'll work on it. I've got uh, a friend that went to high school with me. She designs them. I kind of tell her the idea. Like basically the first logo I said – Hey, could you do something like a baseball in flames and write the closer on it or somewhere in it? So she came up with that. I thought it was pretty good. But yeah, I'm thinking uh, decals are for sure soon. Hopefully shirts are in the making. I just kind of have to think of some cool design ideas. So absolutely, decals first. Sure. I'll be sure to ship them on out to all northern areas. Yep, sounds good, Justin. All right, guys. Appreciate y'all coming on. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, we'll have a Machado and Harper sign to talk about, like we've been saying every week. I love this video thing, though. Yeah, hopefully this thing will keep working out. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to The Closer. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.